already a little bit too handsome. Oh, thank you. That's the. That's but I try to I try to fight against hype, a little soft deprecating, you know, because yeah. people don't enjoy good looking people telling them what to laugh at. No, like it's. They don't like it. They're like, this is an ugly people craft. We have yeah. to use it for survival. And you just, you don't. Well, I think it's also, it goes back to the stereotypical thing. Like, you know, if you're a jock in high school or college, the door shit into comedy. You can't be cool getting pussy and also be the comedy guy. That was my man. No, you can't be, <laughs> you can't, you can't be cool. Hold on. Start recording. We're not streaming. We're just recording. Okay. you what, Say that point again. You can't be c- the cool guy. You can't be the cool guy and jock who fucks everyone's girl and wins the championship and then also be the comedy guy. Now, I think I am, but comedy is usually meant for the outsiders, but I felt like an outsider my whole life too. So Yeah, but, but that's the haircut though, right? This is new though. This is a new development. I used to have a normal haircut. And then you, then you would, but this is tempering it. Yeah. Right? I think it adds to this and the, and the 40 pound weight gain, I think helps. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Two things <laughs> yeah, to make yeah. you funnier. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I have sideburns and old age. You rock them though. You rock them. I let those things. Otherwise I'm just a white guy. If I don't have but sideburns. Middle aged creepy guy is a great character. That, that's a great <laughs> character. I mean, that's, yeah, it's always been funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, people can pretend it's not like, can you believe what was the guy Al Bundy or whatever, whatever? Like yeah. what did he say? It's like, no, he's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone loved that. Even kids loved that. Yeah. When Al Bundy would make fun of those uh, women's (laughs) fat feet when he's trying to put shoes on their feet. He's a man. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. I still like that stuff, eh? If you just watch Al Bundy. I'll go down a YouTube compilation just get fired up and I go, yeah. (laughs) That was just like when you- Women are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that was old television. Old television was yeah. all women are women are dumb and men are so smart. And now it's opposite. They were onto something. No. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's opposite. Now men are yeah. always dumb and the women are always smart. Well, and God forbid we just have like a real conversation about like, yeah, different genders, different people have different strengths and weaknesses. It's like, everyone's the same. It's like, well, that's not yeah, it's remotely bullshit. true, but yeah, we have yeah. to pretend that it, you know. No, it's not true at all. If it was people true. Have different personalities, different things. Like it's not, you know. Yeah. And there's clearly men and women things. And even uh, you're like, because otherwise we'd get each other. That's right? a good point. Yeah. And we don't. No, not at all. Yeah. They don't Nobody's get us. It. No. You know, you know what I said? Well, as long as you're bashing women. We're technically haven't started the show because okay. we're. Oh wait, I got the. Uh, I think we got to go on. Yeah, right, look at that. We got the logo right over. The logo is right over her face, and we always have to do this thing before the show actually begins. This is what's called a cold open, Jake. Cold open. I like it. So we're just like shooting the breeze. The crowd who's listening to this program, watching this on YouTube or Facebook or whatever, they are. Uh, they're like uh, just like a fly on the wall now. Right, they're, yeah. they're, the show has not begun. This is just chit chat before the show yeah, yeah. around a nice Dutch hall meat tray over uh, over uh, some uh, Bud Lights, you know. Which I did not. I did not abandon the Bud Lights just because of the whole uh, trans. I did. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't the, care. I know it's the dumbest thing ever. Like, I'm not a beer guy. I, I'm a rum. I'm a tequila and a cocaine guy really but <laughs> beer is fine i'll have a couple of beers like whatever rum is your first rum for sure I, I could drink gallons of bacardi and drive home like it's i love it yeah you love rum I love rum yeah yeah rum is my on the last my wife is a rum girl though you get you guys can drink rum together but and i'd go if i had to rank the boozes now uh in uh i would go um is this what I'd like the best or what I would drink? 
the most. What's the difference? I mean, I usually like to drink something that will get me fucked up, and that's hence why I enjoy it, right? Right. For me, it's like I like whiskey. That's my favorite. Like rye whiskey. You're a man. That's a man drink. Yeah. But uh, then uh, bad things happen in my life, right? Lots More of fun. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, lots of fun. And then something bad, like progressively bad. So yeah. then I switched to vodka, like vodka sodas, you know? I can't, I get, I'm allergic to vodka. I, I get out like on hives. Oh, really? Why? You try the Tito's? Maybe it's because it's a... Uh, I've tried every vodka, dude. All Really? Of they all give you that, eh? Uh, yeah. I like gin, eh? Gin's a black person and a, a dumb girl drink. Oh, yeah. It is a girl. Every drink. black guy I know loves gin, and every girl who is just really dumb likes a gin. Usually because of what they mix it with. Because uh, it is a... Black guys usually like sweet drinks. Yeah. Is that true? Is that a racist thing? Of course it is. We're saying black call guys my like Jamal and get them on the line. Yeah, find out what they all like sweet drinks. <laughs> no, I think it's true. I just had I, had, I had. It's also in high school. You remember stuff like I had a. I drank a bunch of gin one time trying to be a cool guy at a party. Puked all over myself. Made a total fool of myself. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, never again. No, that was a lie. Yeah. But the gin, I never drank again. I just don't like. I just don't like the taste of it. Yeah. I'm a rum guy, dude. Rum. I, I've been. I don't tequila is good, but tequila is great. But like, I'll crush a million white claws. I like the white claws, and especially when the I was blue can. <laughs> Excuse me, blue can will get you. They sneak up on you. You ever go over the hard stuff? They'll get you. But when I when I was in Austin, Texas, they had actually peach white claw, which was the greatest. Like, if you get a chance to try it, peach white claw the best. I was driving the rental car. Just I had I bought a case of them from my bar, and I was just sitting there like just grabbing them from the driver's seat, like from the passenger seat, drinking them. They're unbelievable. Yeah, it's I like started a, smoking too. Yeah, in a rental car, you have to smoke and drink; otherwise, why have it? Why, well, like, isn't there rules that if it smells like cigarettes, then you're gonna lose a deposit? That's what I always thought. A little Axe body spray throughout it, you're good. I always make uh, it, I always make it a mission to drink and smoke in the rental car, and, uh, and speed. And in Texas, they don't care; like, it's the autobahn; nobody cares. Really? I went 200 miles an hour; nobody gave a shit; nobody blinked. I got I got pulled over twice in Colorado for going too fast, and that and it's so hard to drive fast in Colorado because it's all windy and up and down, and but there's a lot of places for cops to hide. But it's so fun when you're doing it when you're going fast because you're going windy and up and down. I mean that's, that's yeah. <laughs> and it's a rental car and you can beat on it. Like why do you not beat on? I always splurge on the rental car too. Like when I was in LA, I got a Mustang convertible. I think it's cool to flex on the rental car a little bit. Really? It's nice. Well, well you got to get away it. Like, if it's going to be the matter of, like, uh, 40 bucks. You can talk them down, though, too. You can wheel and deal, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can wheel them down. Especially they can't move the expensive stuff, you know, sometimes. So, they're just like, what the hell? At least it's going yeah. somewhere. You know? Like, my buddy, uh, I got a buddy who has a Hertz Gold membership. Oh. Use. So, shout out Dorian. That's, um, like, better than a Netflix membership. A thousand percent. Yeah. And then I have another buddy who's, like, a not a big wig, but he's, like, kind of, uh, he works for Enterprise. So I have two places where I can kind of pit them against each other and go, they're giving me, a, you know, 50 bucks, this guy, you know, and yeah. get free gas from one. I always wheel and deal and I usually, I, I make it like a bandit. Yeah. God damn it. That is, that is a good skill to have, eh? You have to. That's how you can get a lot of your, like, if you want to go do, I just figured this out. If you want to go do a tour, like if you want to go do, you can just ask for free things in, in lieu of sponsorship and, yeah. and you can get it. If you can sell it. Well, if you never ask, the answer is always no, right? Like, yeah. I fully credit that to my old man. My dad and I, uh, we did, uh, like, toys and collectibles when I was young. Hot Wheels, McFarlane action figures, different stuff. Yeah. And we'd go to a toy show, and I was, you know, I was a five, six-year-old kid. A little mushroom haircut, handsome. 
And uh, we'd go there and I'd want, you know, a Lord of the Rings figure, a Wolverine figure. And I'd be talking to some like creepy 40 year old guy with action figures. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be like, you know, I want three of them for, you know, 10 bucks. He's like, no, I have 20 best I can do. I'd get them down to like 15. And I'd be like, oh, I'm sick. Or I'd go over to my dad like that. I, I can get my three figures for 15 bucks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And he'd be selling wheel and dealing, talking to people. Uh, real charismatic guy. And then we'd go over that during the day. And my dad would be like 10 bucks and he'd get a fourth figure. Like he'd get an extra figure for 10 bucks. And oh, yeah. I'd be like, Oh my God, you can do that. That's where you like, got it from then. Yeah. And he's just like, dude, if you never ask, the answer is always no. So just go out there and figure it out. Ask, talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and even like, and he would like, different I, that's my worst thing. I'm, I'm the worst dude, at that. that. That's a skill you need, man. And I, like, we used to collect Hot Wheels. He would know like everyone who worked there. He'd had their coffee orders memorized. He'd be like, Oh, how was your kid? Whatever. He was just like, the best of that type of stuff so he uh, always got hooked up that way and i was like that's a skill you need in life yeah yeah it's good yeah. to learn that stuff yeah yeah man well uh my dad uh, taught me how to sneak in places and that was just act like you belong always yeah, yeah. and uh man i have done that shit. It, works. it works like crazy man yeah. i've got i've gotten in places i have no business being yeah you can even go on youtube now and see me on stage with the band cake in atlanta at the shaking east festival where i'm blackout drunk blackout drunk wearing a t-shirt that says booze tobacco dope pussy cars and i am the only person behind the band with no credentials around my neck yeah. you can and you're see. vibing out and yeah i'm like i'm in the vip area dancing and then i decide you know this isn't close enough i'm gonna jump over the rail and then go right behind the keyboard player and then film behind his shoulder at the crowd and then the bouncer you can see him kind of like i don't remember this just from watching it back on youtube (laughs) and then uh and then uh, the bouncer's like coming out to get me and then uh or the security or whatever and then i go no no i got it i got it i'm filming with my camera i got, I got it i got it wow and the guy stops it in worked. his tracks and turns around wow <laughs> can you believe that that's that's what you have to do that's what you have to do blackout drunk yeah. confidence and then i took that to queens of the stone age uh i only know this from photos of on my camera because like i'm i see a video of me like behind and then there's like um then there, all of a sudden you see me watching Queens of Stone Age from far, and then I'm closer, then I'm right at the stage, and now I am like uh, very far again. Now there was one of me, in the background, me yeah. with like a big arm coming at me, yeah. you know, and then uh, I did not, it didn't work as well for Queens of Stone Age. I just thought you're invincible. Once it works once, you know, you just Yeah, I totally do. I could tell a million stories like in college or whatever. I never waited. I just walked right in because are they really going to stop you and ca- cause a senior just go? He's somebody. Yeah. yeah. And like even my dad and I would sneak in like basketball games like uh, UFC. Actually, I, I'm a big UFC guy. I was in Vegas uh, for the John Jones fight. Yeah. yeah. Comeback fight. My buddy lives there. So and we're trying to get tickets right up front. And obviously the guys start like thousand bucks to take whatever. We're like, fuck off, man. So we got him down to like one hundred and thirty per ticket. So we go in there and we get like the worst seats in the house, whatever. And I'm like, we're going to figure this out. So we keep trying to move around. We keep getting kicked out. Nothing's going our way. I see a door. Looks like a janitor door. Looks like nothing. So I just walk over with my two buddies, open the door, walk in. It's called the Bud Light Lounge in the the T-Mobile arena. There's leather chairs. There's free drinks. There's popcorn. So, and my buddies are being like, they're little nervous Albanian guys, right? So they're looking around. I'm like, stop looking. Like, if you're going to look at the security guard, they're going to know you're not supposed to be here. Like, just yeah, don't yeah. look at them, man. Act normal. Act like you belong here. Yeah, yeah. Just hang with the big dog. I'll take care of you, you know? Yeah. So we're walking around, hanging out with people, drinks, popcorn. I'm like, yeah, what'd you get for your ticket to this guy? You know, 10 grand to be in this place. And we're oh. in there for the, the final three or four, like, big fights of the night. Leather recliner. I'm drinking rum and Cokes. Like, just, you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the best. But it's like, yeah, you just have to act like you're there. Yeah. And you're in. If you're acting all like, leave. 
And if you're fun too, a lot of people yeah. just want to hang around when you're fun. I want, I'll tell you a, a cool story that goes along with that. But first of all, we do this thing on our show that knows that people know it started. It's a thing we call the theme song. episode 453 i believe and we are coming to you live from pine grove in the uh, greatest or for the greatest uh, podcast ever come out of pool shed in the history of the world bar none and this week we have a one uh, on one interview which is a rare thing and i like it and the reason is because johnny uh, pussed out because he does he's he got he doesn't feel well and kevin works too hard and beavers is uh in the midst of harvest he's in, and he is like probably withering away or nothing eh? we got this guy beaver he, i uh, i'll tell you about it later but anyways uh so we're left just with one guest a virgin guest and as we said vouched for by the one and only joe batello which means absolutely nothing <laughs> on this program. Ladies and gentlemen, before I even introduce myself, I'm going to introduce our guest, Jake Brennan, everyone. Wait. Oh, I don't have the applause. There it is. There we go. There he is. Yeah. And I'm your host and two-time, you're supposed to say two-time. Two-time. President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. That's the appropriate amount of applause. And as we know, every wheel is a, uh, every show is a wheel show on season 10, and this one is no exception, but we're not going to take you for a tour of the wheel this week because I didn't do anything with it from last week, so it's the exact same wheel. So, Jake, this is how it works. If we get stuck where our conversation is not as fluid as it's been, which I don't think is going to be an issue because we have not had a break in conversation since you got here, it, 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 and I don't see it'll change just because we started the show officially. But if we do, we go to this wheel, and then we just have to do what it says. Cool. So we're just going to keep this old it's this old wheel, and it's that, that's the wheel of impressions, I think. So we have to do impressions. I got a couple bad ones. Yeah? Yeah, I got a couple of bad, bad ones. Bad ones are the most fun. When a guy sucks at it, Johnny cannot do impressions that's at funny, all. Though. It's like the people, like, you don't want to be good at karaoke. The guy who's good yeah. at karaoke, you're like, fuck this clown. Like, get out of here. You want to be bad at it. It's funny. That's yeah. what makes the bit. Yeah. My niece would always try to do different accents, and then they'd all turn into, like, a, like, like, a, the, she goes 7-Eleven. Apu. Apu. That would all sound like a poo at the end. Bring him back, dude. Bring back a poo immediately. What there is people that talk, as long as there's people that talk like that, that's appropriate. Yes. If you, the fact that you c can't do uh, a voice of someone that doesn't live the exact same life as you is stupid. Yeah, it's insane. Right? Yeah, it's insane. Especially the actor uh, was the guy 
Hank Azaria or whatever. Yeah. So he makes money playing this character 20 years. I think he won like Emmys and stuff. I like just a total stud enjoying the role. And then the moment, you know, a couple tweets, a little video, YouTube yeah. videos, like, how dare I do that? I'm so sorry I did that. People <laughs> like, well, give them the money back then. Yeah. Return all the money then. That made you a millionaire and a host. Like, return it or yeah. shut up. Because in five years, when people go, we want him back, guess what? You're going to be back doing it. Like, it's all just so disingenuous, man. I think there's actually a comic, uh, Akash Singh, and he named his special, um, he named his special Bring Back a Poo. And he yeah. just like argued for it. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's, he's an Indian funny. guy. And, and, uh, shockingly with the name Akash Singh. Shockingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it narrows it down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they they don't uh, like I was thinking about even uh, uh, native like like Aboriginal people, uh-huh. you know. We're not supposed to say Indian, right? Because it's like wrong. This week, right? Next week, if you don't, you're racist. Yeah. But like in the uh, before there was a term Indian, there was no unifying term for all the different tribes. I'm sure there was a term. <laughs> but like I they, think the Washington football team was actually named after them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there's they def- there's definitely a term. There was man. more terms, but yeah, it's like it was the, a fun one no. for the uh, <laughs> one that they would like get together and like say like we want to uh, like lobby for blank rights. Yeah, like they didn't have a word. Like they didn't ha- they didn't call themselves Aboriginal or First Nations. The rumor like, I heard was Indian was because uh, Columbus messed it up. He thought he was in India. Yeah, and but it was obviously different people. And he didn't know that. And that, then, I don't know if that's true. Or not, that's though. true. Okay. That's true. And then they ended up calling him that by mistake, but they were really like the, the Mohawk and the Iroquois and the Cree and the, like all these different Métis. Yeah. I know stuff. And then, uh, so they weren't, they didn't call themselves one thing. Like they were like, we're not Iroquois. Like we're not, you know, they're, we're not the other thing. Right? The, yeah. yeah. So they didn't have one referring to all of them. So then they just adopted that one. And it, then it actually did become a source of pride for them because they had some sort of unifying that word to bring them all together, yeah, even yeah. though it was made by mistake, you know? Yeah. And then white people, then all of a sudden the ones who made it by mistake. And then, then the, they took it and actually made it a source of pride. And then we told them, no, 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 it's offensive. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, but we just, we just, we just told you it wasn't. And it then- never ends. That's why I, I don't try with this whole language update thing. I'm just going to say whatever I want. I don't care because <laughs> it's all timing because this week you're bad. Next year, you're the most woke person in the world. So it doesn't matter. Also, who the fuck's saying it? Is it like, well, look at these people's accounts. They're either bots who aren't real or they're people that like are very mentally ill. Nobody I respect yeah. or would want to talk to has ever tweeted any of this stuff. So and once I know that, I'm like, well, then I don't care. Because why would I value what you, Like, I never asked your opinion. Who, and, why do I care? And as for the workplace... Well, it's a different, that's a whole different battle. But yeah. yeah, but the workplace was ruined by women, and that's clear. <laughs> because, like, before women were in the workplace, I heard stories of this. Because I've, I've seen Mad Men, dude. I've watched the show. I know what happened. Yeah, it was awesome, <laughs> it was right? Yeah, it was unreal. It, it was yeah. the best. And then they came in, and then you couldn't say nothing or do nothing or have any fun. <laughs> It's fair. It's fair. How much? What do you think, though? Because like nowadays, you know, it's portrayed as though like every single employee just like ran train on the secretary and like did coke off her tits. Like how much of that was real? Do you think we're like, was that was that actually common or is that just like the couple big wigs did that? No, I'll tell you right off the bat. um, Like I was born 1973. Right. So uh, my that was right around the time when women were kind of entering the workforce, right? For the first time before that, you had to be ugly or widowed. And then you could, uh, you could be like, I truly a, believe that hasn't changed. Actually only ugly girls work jobs. 
No, truly, truly. Oh, that's not true. Truly, hot girls barely work. They're either realtors, nurses, or OnlyFans. That's that's the economy we've built. That is the truly f- definitely becoming that for sure. I want to interrupt though. Sorry. Yeah. What was I talking You're about? You're talking about the 70s when women got in the workforce. And I yeah. asked, like, how, how ramp it was, like, just the, you know, Weinstein type people. Right. And then, so, like, I'm a kid. I, I always think women uh, should work because my whole life, that's the way it was. But uh, before that, like, it didn't happen. And then, uh, literally, I thought my dad was, like, uh, like misogynistic because he didn't want his wife working, you know? Like, I he thought it was, like. A- like, run the family and have, like, those, like, old school nuclear family dynamics that are just gone now. No, he didn't want fucking Rick from accounting to stick his digits up my mom's ass. You know what I'm that's saying? That's actually a better reason. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> what it really was. You know, it's like, I'm not, I don't, I don't have a problem with you working as long as you don't have to go get fucking groped by, by, uh, you know, some dude in a cardigan. Yeah. And that's, that it was uh, because it was that rampant. And I'll tell you, cause I started work in the nineties, right? The greatest decade of all time. Yeah, it really was. And then uh, I was like in my prime, man. God, I was glorious. Anyways, man back then, eh? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Especially roll, 93. Roll a clip right now, actually. Roll 93. Go show me a 93. <laughs> Jessica was gorgeous. Anyway, wow. so uh, it was. Can we put a picket of you back then? Is there any uh, pics here of you? Not many. A picture of me, Jake the Snake with the mullet. Yeah, I don't think I do have any no. of them in my glory years. It's just okay. legendary at this point. Yeah. So, um,. Anyways, what was I saying? I go. Uh, Did you, you started working or something? Yeah, the nights I started working, and when I went to the workforce, uh, all these people that were like my parents' age, when we would go to a conference or whatever, they were all trying to fuck each other, you know, like an elderly person home almost, like it, a retirement home. There's taking Viagra and banging. So but I'm like, they do that. I'm like in my twenties, right? Early twenties. You're, you're not against taking down a cougar, though. And my parents would have been like, like my age now yeah right so it'd be like people who are like my age now fucking right which you're still attractive enough to i think somebody who's 50 in the 90s versus a 50 year old now very different things yeah yeah i guess so but anyways everyone's fucking right and uh, a lot of people were and it was just a culture of that like there would be like the old uh, managers you could see them creeping on the young new hired secretaries and stuff yeah like excellent a, and they've always like got a kid that's scattered every like in a different province really? of it you know because they kept every time they like would you know they they would just keep fucking around and then they just their marriages would collapse and then they <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a pretty funny era. Friends sick. And so like, uh, but like we were the f- children of those people who are getting tried to fuck all the time at work. Right. But you guys could have, you still pulled that off back then. No. Like if you wanted to or no, was- we ruined it. Oh, really? It was my generation that made them stop trying to bang everybody because those were our moms. Like they was, those were our moms. Like we, we saw our moms Not come home. Stepmom come home crying and see stuff. that video yeah <laughs> and so like like we were the ones that were like saying this isn't cool like before that it was just like there was it wasn't people's it was moms you know it was just like a bunch of other chicks out coming in and then it became like your mom like you know you're the like the reason that my parents are divorced wow. you know what i mean yeah and it was the first time that, so we said it wasn't cool the gen xers were like nah, i don't think we should fuck at work anymore there's something it's not even <laughs> magical and beautiful about imagining, you know, a work conference in 1992, a bunch of people showing up to a Best Western, you know, mm-hmm. here to learn something. Nobody cares. And you're just drinking, you know, 
You're fooling uh, around. You're having fun. Hey, come back to our hotel. We're having a party. Like just that. No, no cell phones. You're just in the moment. You're living. You're doing it. You're yeah. having a good time. That is something that will never get back. Yeah. And that's like, what a magical time. I don't know. That's, you know that just sounds like so amazing to me. Like it doesn't because uh, it so doesn't even exist anymore. It's like, oh, we'll do a Zoom call and nobody cares. You know what they did one time for for me and people like me at my work? Uh, they knew that um, I ruined uh, the or not me personally, but me and my friends uh, ruined uh, their reputation at the hotel that they weren't allowed there anymore, like this big company I worked for. And so the next year, what they did to address it was they booked us our own hospitality room after hours so that we could be contained to make a noise. Like a legal bar that you guys should just run, kind of? Yeah. Oh, no, no. It was the same. It was the same trip. So it was like the first night we ruined it. And then second night, they got us our own room to make sure it didn't happen again, right? Wow. And uh, it was great. One time we stole a golf cart because some guy had like a master key or something yeah. at this resort. And then the security is trying to find us, but we were uh, we were like hiding from him in the bushes. We had hit the cart hidden in the bushes. And this uh, we had to do some skit or something. Like it was like some bullshit they make you do at yeah, corporate team bonding nonsense. Yeah. yeah. So the one guy, he's got to do like a village people thing. So he's wearing a fucking construction helmet with a big flashing light on the top. And we're trying to hide from the, we're wondering why this guy keeps finding us. Well, because the guy's got a flash of light. We look, finally look behind us. We're like, are you wearing that thing? You're the ride. You're the ride. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. Anyways, he was our man. He got promoted to being, being our man. He runs a company. <laughs> he runs a company. Um, that's, see, that, that's the problem is like nowadays, that would just become like, you'd become Logan Paul. Like that's just, you have to monetize it. You'd be shooting a vlog. Look at our prank. We're wearing a golf. Like, and that's not fun. No. The fun was back then is like, we might get in real trouble here. Like, we're just going to have a good time and nobody cares. And yeah. We'll giggle about this for years. Now it's like, I have the footage, dude, and like, I'll release unless you send me a hundred grand. Like, it's just a nightmare nowadays. Like, it's not, yeah, all yeah. that fun is just. Yeah. It should gone. be just for the sake of doing something stupid yeah. is the reason you're doing it. No footage, no nothing. Just, you know what I think is hilarious? I had this buddy. He was like one of the funniest guys I ever knew. Real creative dude, you know? I think he's a carpenter or something out west, but. Um, Jesus Christ? No. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. He had the same hair. Oh, wow. So, uh, but this guy, Pete, he was like a super funny guy. And he would uh, do these things where he'd go on a city bus and he'd pretend he was talking to like his imaginary friend or whatever. Yeah. But no one was filming it. Yeah, this wasn't a TikTok sketch. No, yeah. no. Yeah, this is just funny. One time him and his buddies were sitting around, they wrote a bunch of country songs. And then he went to this like open mic at like it was in Whistler. And he called himself a Tex Walker and the Rangers. And the first thing he says, he goes, it's nice to be back here in BC or in Alberta. He goes, it's nice to be back here in Alberta. Just came back from BC. They're in Whistler. So they're in BC. And he goes, uh, nothing but a bunch of hippies and faggots there. He's like, says, and then, and then, uh, uh, and then the crowd's like booing him, you know, like, uh, of course. And then he goes, I didn't know. He's a wrestling heel. Yeah, Yeah. 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 And then uh, finally, like the crowds, like all turned against them, except for one old guy in the front row who loves it, loves the music because it's catchy country music, yeah. right? And uh, he ends up like getting him in a headlock, and he's like, he's like drinking a, he's like, a, a, what do you call it, a pound and a beer, like he's shotgunning, trying, yeah, shotgunning a beer, and he's like got this old man in a headlock, and he roughs him up with so much, like kind of da- dancing. That he, uh, the old man finally gets mad and now he's got the whole place mad at him. He's like super happy. And then, uh, 
like he gets an has to get an escort out of the place like in the back and stuff and like people would see him around and kind of get the joke like he was even yeah. it was on july 1st and he's like i didn't know you canadians celebrated the fourth he was of a troll july. before the trolls yeah there was yeah. and there was no internet you know yeah. and he's just doing it for the love of the game yeah the love of the troll game yeah and apparently he made up a character after that called mick lizard and he was like a punk rock guy and he would just spit on the <laughs> audience and stuff again just trying like andy kaufman-esque you know yeah. but no no recording is my point just for the sake of the art love of the game dude yeah that's yeah. gone that's gone i know people so, don't think there's any use to it but i'll tell you the best moments are still the ones that you don't record tell the story of i'll tell you this there was a listener of our show who uh sent me a message i don't know how much i can even say of this tell me their full name and address right now <laughs> but they basically said that uh they were doing something for the police and the long story short was i'm pretty sure the police they were trying to show the effects of of, of booze so they were going to get me drunk you know and then i said that sounds fun right and then he says you can't tell it on your podcast yeah and well, why did you email me and then i'm like but then why would i do it you know like it's not fun and that if I, like I, if I this sounds, this sounds very Alex Jonesy like this is gonna be like you woke up in like Area Fifty One or something no like, I, like I, this should get weird like this should get weird real quick would you, you do so, like like if they said you can't talk about it in stand up or like you can't like would you why would why have the experience then like that's what I want to do well, with it yeah but here's the thing like I like stand up is great as like a you know outlet to tell those crazy stories but like when I was in university for example. All the boys, like me and the pals, me and the homies, as they call it, uh, <laughs> stupid. We, uh, our saying was just like for the bit. Yeah. So everything we did was for the bit. So if yeah. it was like, hey, make a right choice, go home, call a night, or like do something nuts for the bit, we all knew, like, oh, we have to do it. Yeah, and yeah. We didn't really film this like a little bit, but we didn't really, like, we just did it for the bit. Yeah, yeah. And that was like very pure. And yeah. there, like, still some of the funniest memories we'll still laugh about and we'll giggle about at like their wedding or whatever, you know, like those are great bits. Yeah. Once you get into the comedy game though, and everything is like, how can I use this for a story or a bit or something like, it'd be tough to do that because you know some weird shit's going to go down and then you have to just like not like you're going to you're going to talk about it you're going to talk about it i am going to do you it you can like, stop yourself he yeah. said he would have to get me to sign a non-disclosure agreement i, I would break it i would have to 100%. be taken to court because I, I i couldn't keep a good story secret no what's the point of it but also i think this guy like my when i first heard that my kind of antenna went up like this is a gay thing ultimately this has nothing to do with the cops it's going to be him in like a cop outfit you're getting tied up and he's going to pulp fiction you this yeah is, it's too like, good to be true you're waking up with a sore anus like you're all not, right uh, yeah i got Sign one for right now yeah i got one for you this is this is another one i i do get scammed occasionally because i'm okay. an idiot right well you believe i feel like you i don't know you well but i feel like you believe in people a little bit i do much. i do yeah, yeah. yeah and so um Anyways, I bought a bunch of t-shirts and stuff online. Yeah. Okay. Right. Were you going to strike a t-shirt business or? No, or no. Randomly? I just wanted to buy, like, I bought some for my, my daughter. It was yeah. a good sale. Like, you know, so I'm like, oh, I'll buy this red Fox t-shirt, you know? Yeah. You know, like, uh, Classic. Elizabeth, I'm coming to yeah, yeah. visit, you know, like that sort of stuff. I got these t-shirts coming. So I get, I'm, I'm tracking my package and it comes in my mailbox, right? So I go to my mailbox. What do I get? Not that my t-shirts, but a diamond ring. A diamond ring, eh? Wow. That one I did, is in the mic. Sorry, Laurie. Nice. Laurie doesn't like that. 
Yeah. Anyway, so um, a diamond ring, right? So I email him and I said, I didn't get my t-shirts, but I got this diamond ring, which I should have actually got it appraised, see if it was real. Because yeah. it was like... Imagine. Yeah, then it was worth more than the t-shirts. And then someone said, what if it's a test, you know? And then you don't care about tests. Is, You're going to go to hell, right? I don't believe in... Because you, you don't... The moral uh, thing is nonsense to me. What's that? If somebody sends me a diamond ring and I order a shirt and it's a diamond ring and it's worth 100 grand, let's say. Yeah. I'm still going to keep you the money. I'm not trying out for men in black, dude. I'm not going to return and play your game. It's a test. I don't care. <laughs> my bank account cares. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the money. Screw off. Oh, you always want me to... Yeah, talk to my African cousin and get him to send you money. I don't care. Right. So you think like I'm doing this real honest thing by telling Which him I got... stupid. Well, honestly, I thought honestly, if someone, if someone bought the ring... Okay. Right? But it has your... It's from the same company or no? I don't know who it's, it's, it says my name. It's, they thought they sent me, all I said is I didn't get my package. Like it said, I got my package, okay. but I did get this other package. I'm very intrigued by where the story goes. I'm very intrigued by where this goes. Right. And okay. I said, but I did get this other package and it was a, di- a diamond ring, you know? And in the back of my mind, I'm like, in the, in the off chance that someone is like waiting for this as their engagement ring or something, you know? And they sent them my t-shirts and they, and I, I got their ring. And this is really a practical ba- jokers episode or something. <laughs> no, it was just like a clerical mistake in like China, wherever. Yeah. So I send this, them an email and the response back is, um, no, no, no. We meant to send you that as a gift. Dude. Right. Um, that's yours. Don't worry about it. Like you keep uh. that. We just want to make sure your address was correct. Oh. And so now we're going to send you the t-shirts. They'll be there in three days and uh, no cost to you. Are you willing to still go ahead with this? Is this like how you end up like in the Hell's Angels or something? Is this like... I don't know. I'm just wondering how I'm yeah. going to get fucked on this deal because yeah. it seems like so fishy as fuck and I don't know how they're going to get me on it. Like they go, are you willing to sign for it? And I'm like, I think so. Like, oh, no. did you Google the scam and see if it was like a common thing? Diamond ring. Well, just Google because I had a I had a buddy myself where uh, <laughs> no, this, this was a buddy's story, but he he was going on Leo list quite a bit. All right, if you know what that website is, it's where oh. you can get ladies of the night. All right. Oh, yeah. So he was uh, a realtor, great call, guy, enjoying a lot of supplements, and uh, he'd go on Leo list late at night when he was like banged up and like get escorts right yeah so one of the times it was like a scam thing and then they started sending him pictures of them with like guns and machetes and like we know where you live we're gonna kill you unless you send us x amount of money and all this stuff right and he was kind of nervous He's like fuck like, i don't know are they like, do they actually know and stuff and i was like dude just google it let's see if this is real or not it was like a scam they're running for years and it was totally bs oh, yeah. so we sent we sent them back a picture of like <laughs> i don't even want to say it but we sent them back a funny photo and then yeah. uh, <laughs> and they never bugged us again yeah yeah but it's like yeah so i sorry i don't interrupt but I, how's the story end where does this go i'm waiting this for got it. it you're this is it's a live event yeah it's a live event we don't know how it's gonna end they're gonna kick the door in and shoot us in the head this is how it ends and you three, brought me on here for to be your security guard you're gonna kill us no in, th- in three days they say i will get these t-shirts but i don't know the ring. i have it in my house grab it what do you mean let's, let's check it out grab it let's take a grab the do you want to look at the ring I, i'll wear it right now dude i don't care all right i'll show Toss it to you. On. all right hold on all right this entire evening is just a rose and uh i'm part of the ring the ring brigade and i came on this podcast to get the ring back and inflict maximum damage so be ready unreal it's not really a di- it's not really a diamond ring it's just a diamond 
because it's just a sizing band that's on it. But it's a, they they and they give you like a card you can scan. I think it's like poisonous, maybe or ooh, like a little uh, anthrax Could ring. Be. Yeah, that's why I sniffed it there's to see. So we'll find out. Yeah, that's very interesting. I said on the pod, if anyone was listening, I said. I'm part of the brigade. This whole thing, this whole thing is a rose. I came yeah. here for that. Yeah, just for this ring. Yeah, I was really the mastermind behind yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think it's worth shit. No, it's probably just a Chinese bullshit thing. They probably send you that because then they want to get you on some sort of subscription or like a, a prepaid credit card thing. Yeah, I just say as, what it is. As long as there's no, oh, it is a real ring. There's actually shit on the sides and stuff. Are you gonna take it to a jeweler or just return it? I'd get it checked for sure. No, I'm gonna bring it to a jeweler yeah. now and just say, "Can you check to see if this what if this is real or fake?" You yeah, should, you should film that. Yeah, <laughs> we just talked about living for the moment. You gotta film that, dude. Nah, I'm not filming nothing. No, that's a wild thing, though. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Like, and I just keep getting scammed. Like, I, I, because uh, I'm an idiot. You get scammed by like Facebook, Instagram ads, and shit, or no? Um, like, hey, we'll give you an iPhone for 99 cents. Like, you're not that guy. No. Okay. No. One time, I. Um, didn't accept an e-transfer fast enough and then the guy canceled it on me yeah and then i just thought he already had the thing i sold him you know that one i got fucked on i had one thing i forget what it was it might have been a job or even something but they sent me a check for like I 100 bucks or something and i opened it, i never cashed it because i like it was some some sketchy and i just threw it out yeah yeah i think it was like hey we'll just give you like a bonus to start with us but i, th- I don't think i think it was like a pyramid scheme type thing yeah and i think if i would have accepted it that then i don't know some weird i just had a weird feeling about it yeah yeah so i threw it out yeah i i used to do you live in where do you live in Brantford? Brantford, yeah and and uh old west brant old west brant yeah like so like down i, kinda, I live in like the nicest, the nicest house in the ghetto like it's a newer house yeah yeah. yeah by that like ice cream place do you know where uh sammy's is is that an ice cream place no it's a burger it's, it's like a the best wing like burger spot in town sammy's rec room no kind of by, by assumption college kind of the high school yeah you know where like, the maria's area. fish and chips is like yes, there yes and like that in that area yeah there's yeah. probably dairy queen down there yeah 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 what's that is that what is that ice cream place? omg ice cream was the n- main spot oh, okay and then they decided a dairy queen they put a grocery store, put a domino's like they've ruined it yeah oh the C- coward's pharmacy is that there that's where i bought my first pack of condoms i don't think they're ramsey's right. extra it, strong it used to be why do you wear condoms dude that's pathetic oh extra strong i wore like two of them did you, still wear, did you wear condoms your whole like stick man career or? oh dude i wore condoms for about three months yeah and then i was done such a waste of time yeah and i'll tell you something i will n- i i will never ever wear one again yeah no 100 percent no matter what happens with this my this is kind of embarrassing when i lost my virginity it was to a, a lady who uh i think i already fooled around with a gentleman or two and i was very nervous so i was like oh maybe she has aids or something i don't know i was like yeah yeah that's what they make you so I, I wore i wore two condoms dude the first time yeah still came in five seconds killed it though and uh <laughs> and then i was like yeah i don't think that's the way to do it you know yeah. so then the next time i wore three you know <laughs> one and then within like a year or two of just kind of you know clapping cheeks i realized it's a waste of time and i stopped doing it because here's the thing this is a great rule and this is something that everybody at home like clip this you should live by this rule i'll try to be as you know unvulgar as possible right okay but if you if you're with a woman right yeah and you're naked you're having a good time if if you wouldn't eat it because it stinks then don't fuck it yeah pretty simple rules right now did i break those rules at certain times i have did i pay for it yeah 
Yeah. That's usually where you get. Some. So yeah, if you, if you follow those rules and then you piss directly after intercourse, you're good, man. And that's how it works. The peak, the peak kills it all. The peak kills it all. But also again, if it's a smelly box, leave. You don't have to pump it. No, I didn't know this back in the day. So I'd have one and she'd be like, oh, my pH balance. I'd be like, okay, I guess. Like, I, I, you tell me anything. I believe it. And then I would catch a thing called chlamydia, right? And then you have to take four pills, spend a weekend off. Then you're back to it. Nothing matters. Do they put a, a, a Q-tip in your pee hole? No, that's all nonsense. You have an Indian guy dangle you a little bit, fool off your balls. And then, no, <laughs> that did happen though. Yeah. I, I, I had a thing on my ball. I wasn't sure. I was nervous. Like maybe a, a, a ball cancer scare. And my doctor actually, uh, she's in Waterford yeah. down there. Yeah. So and like she gave birth to me and everything. And uh, she gave birth. No, to you? She, she, <laughs> I came out of her, but she's my mom. Yeah. But uh, no, she like birthed me. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I don't want her like you know seeing my piece. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, what if she sees my piece and she's like, it hasn't grown. Yeah, like what yeah, if she's yeah, like, yeah. this guy had the biggest baby dick in the world. Now, What's her name? Uh, can we say it? We'll censor it on it. Well, write it down. Okay. Write it down. Yeah. But write it down right now. Yeah. Because okay. I want to know. I don't want to like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know who it is. It's a woman. Yeah. Yeah. It might be the same one. Oh, no. It's, I can tell you right now. It's too long. Oh, no. 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 I've never seen. That doesn't even have any vowels in it. There's two fours. It's in a white lady. Name. It's a white. It's an older white woman. Yeah. Why is there two fours in her last name? It's that's a a it's a it's a B and a T. That's a B and a T. <laughs> I don't write anything, <laughs> dude. I'm a typer, dude. I'm a typer. Oh man. Oh, is that real? Can yeah. you do cursive? I I was actually I won an award in third grade for like best cursive, and then I remember I was trying to get into skateboarding back then for some reason, and everybody at like West Forty Nine like they couldn't really write well, so I was like, oh, like writing cool is gay, so I started like writing bad purposely, and then we got into typing, and I was always really good at typing, like you know, a trillion words a minute, and I just I haven't physically wrote something in like decades, like I don't even write notes, everything's on my memo pad, Google Docs, like I don't, I literally physically don't write, yeah, yeah, yeah. except my signature. Yeah, yeah. I wish I was uh, more like that, like more fluent like that, but I'm not. My fingers are too fat and I screw up a lot. I'm more tactile. Very, very, I'm kind of ambidextrous too, so I can really go. I can't even feel my fingers, eh? What'd you do to them? They've been like that forever. Poor circulation. No, I don't know. I can pick up hot things out of the oven without a mitt. That's cool. That's a flex. It's right. <laughs> but no, also, I don't get bruised. If you punch me real hard, I just come over here. <laughs> yeah, it'll hurt like a bruise, but it won't I make bruise a bruise. Like very easily, badly, very easily. Very and then you have yeah. and you have piano hands. Yeah, they're, and they look they're soft. They're very soft. I'm a gentleman. I have a gentle lover, but I have uh, calluses here though. From lifting. Yeah, dude. <laughs> have you done hard labor? Uh. Not really, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I kind of like with my dad, like taking down a shed or painting or stuff like that. Yeah, like car stuff, but not like consistently. No. Yeah, like not for a job. Like just enough where I can like do it. Like some, if we get if, you know a car tire pops and I have to do, it, I can do it. Right, right. But nothing like not a physical day job like that. So you can do real man stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which is like which is really impressive. I can do an oil change, like stuff like that. Right, right, yeah. right. Which is I think Branford will give you like still. I think it's totally just my dad. There's a lot of soft people in Brantford. Yeah. Yeah. It's spread that far. I think it's soft people, but there's also just a lot of non-white people. (laughs) And they're softer. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I just know that a lot of white people are pretty damn soft. We are these. I I was in Toronto visiting my daughter and uh, we're in Kensington market. And there's these two white people. One of them is a, a, like a, like, like 
border like kind of homelessy looking like like uh to be and then the other one is more hipster with a backpack and the two of them are having a brouhaha real angry there's a commotion a big crowd right in front of my daughter's apartment uh, at one point they fall to the ground on top of each other then they get up <laughs> then they get up and then uh, the crowd's all like going crazy to, for them to stop and they square off against each other so now they have a bit of space yeah and uh so now they're gonna one of them has to throw punches and uh both of them are are like it's a pretty tense situation at this point in time like i am like uh how far are you like like where real close like i'm like within a block like within not even like i'm across i'm like kind of like the equivalent across the road okay and um and so, like, there's a crowd around there, and everyone's pretty tense. We don't know if it's going to spread our way. We're looking for exit, you know? And then uh, the, these two guys are such pussies. They won't... Uh, they did the hold me back, bro, thing, and nobody was holding either. Like, the one guy, honestly, was, like, he was, like, Ugh. throwing like this. Like, he was, like, throwing like this, but you could tell he didn't want to get close enough to get hit. Yeah. And the other guy was just so terrified of that that punch. And as soon as I saw the guy throw this overhand, That's gay. like really, yeah. like really fruity looking throw. If they if they would have literally made sweet love there, that would have been less gay than that punch. I started laughing like, and saying, "I can kick the, both these guys' yeah. asses." Yeah. And it became clear that no matter how intimidating they look, I would crush them just because I wouldn't be afraid to get punched in the face three times to get at them. Now, see in Toronto, one time I uh, I said a comment to a guy out of school i was in the wrong here um and then, and then he went to his car and got a gun all right oh, really? so, yeah this is a true story and uh, luckily there's we were out front of bars a bunch of cops grabbed him and stuff but there was a gun pointed at me all right so at that point um you know i'm a pretty fast guy i'm pretty athletic i can kick i have really good kicks i don't know if you've seen my kicks, yeah i did see your kicks yeah there i mean john jones been real quiet since i started doing those kicks that's all i'm gonna say but when a gun gets involved it's tough to be a tough guy yeah. but, but also also not because i'm tougher than you if you have to pull a gun right yeah right like i'm the tough guy here you're the pussy because you have a gun right yeah but you would still be dead and i tough. could dodge it maybe or ninja blade no it's still be hard to kill how cool would it be though to get a flesh wound like straight up if he shot me and i was just on the arm i got like to be like i'm 50 cent now that would be a flex and then i, 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 would took, tell, I took a bullet dude like that'd be cool i would love it if it happened as cool. part of my set i get shot it'd be so cool dude yeah that's, flex, like, i take a bullet and i'm still here for you guys tonight and they're like yeah like mace galoni got punched in the face one time and uh he's still is this pre or post will smith Oh, way pre. Way before. Okay. Yeah. And he, like, he's still riding the reputation that brought him, you know? Uh, Jim Jeffries got famous from that, really. Did you ever see oh, that? Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, that's what I mean. Like, it's in order to get the, and Mace doesn't tell offensive jokes. He tells well-crafted, like, well-written jokes. And uh, I don't know how anyone could be mad at him. But anyways. It's tough when did. I'm on stage, people, like, people that don't know comedy, right? They, they all go like, oh, like, are you afraid of this? I'm like... Dude, I think the people are afraid of me when I get on stage and I have to take a minute or two to disarm them and have fun because they're like, this guy looks like a pro wrestler or something. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not worried about like someone in the audience. Like, what are they going to do? Yeah, yeah. That's what like, I was, I was going to ask you that because like uh, I remember doing this one show in London and they were like, they loved to heckle. It was like one of these rooms where it was the, the whole, uh, there were a lot of regulars, you know, that didn't really, they just wanted to have fun with us. You know, I did a couple of shows like that that were illegal bar shows in Brantford during COVID. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's just like sorry to interrupt. Yeah, 
Yeah, so then, but they were real awful, but it was like clear, like, you know, Charlie Shazma? Yes. Yeah. So Shazma goes up and it's like, you, some old man, and he's like, you suck, you know, get off this, uh-huh. like just those he's classics. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, then I would go up, nothing. Then there would be another small guy. Fuck so they were bullies, essentially. Yeah, they're just bullies, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, like uh, anyone that would really like kick their, like, look, they, they could kick their ass. Yeah. They didn't have anything to say. That's how it always goes. And uh, so I was like, you probably don't have to deal with, like, like I don't really have to deal with it because I'm so unapproachable looking. I think I'm approachable looking, but I think I have, like, again, this is going to sound so douchey and flex, but I feel like when I walk in, people are like, oh, what, like, what do you have to say? Like, I'm like, it's like a leader thing. Like, I just walk in because I'm bigger because how I look. People are like, oh, what, like, what are we going to do here? And I'm like, okay, we're going to do comedy. We're going to have fun. But if yeah. I was like, we're going to learn about, you know, World War II history. Like, I feel like I could, like, lead or teach very well. So, I feel like in comedy, probably when you first see me, you're like, oh, is this guy like a tough, like, whatever guy? And I'm not that at all. I'm like a silly goose. But it's like, I always feel like I get their attention a lot easier than most comics. Like, people go up there and I feel like right. a lot of times there's people talking in the bath. They're not paying attention to where, like, when I go up, I feel like right away I, like, command the room a little bit. Where they're yeah, like, oh, yeah. what do you have to say? And I, I, I have them. You're commanding presence. Yeah. Yeah, you're a big. I'm thankful for that. Yeah, yeah, that 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 is a nice thing to have. But there's pros and cons being like, you know, I'm I'm definitely not a pro typical comic or how I look or how I talk or even how I dress or like stuff I do. But I don't know. There's pros and cons to it. I think it's almost like comedians. If you look at us as like superheroes, yeah. all you know, there's Superman, but there's also you know, Iron Man. There's all these different people, yeah. Spider Man, whatever. It's like you have to figure out your kind of niche. Yeah. Where a lot of people don't put much time into that, and they're too like, oh, I gotta get the jokes, man. It's like the crowd doesn't give a shit about the jokes. Yeah, they're yeah. not gonna remember a joke, dude. They remember how they felt, how you made them feel, the feeling of the night, and the entertainment of the show. Yeah, yeah. And most comics, that's, they're like, what are you talking about? It's like yeah. we're we're not doing anything different than WWE, man. We're putting on a show. Yes, exactly. Now, obviously, you know, be a real comic, write some jokes, have a story, have a structure in your head, write the show, like work on it. Yeah, but be there in the room. Yeah, you have to. You're, it's entertainment. And all these people are the least entertaining people around. They've yep. done the same five minutes for five years or longer. And it's like, you're wasting everyone's time, dude. Like, to me, that's like, get out of here. I think I write stuff and try to do bits like too fast. Like, once I have a bit working, I get bored of it. I'm done with like a month or two. I can drop it. Yeah. It's yeah. not good. Like, I think you should yeah. keep stuff longer. But to me, it's so much fun of like, you know, I have an idea or I'm talking to somebody. Oh, that, oh that's great. And then like working that out. Once I figure it out after I do it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. It's more fun out there. Like, not like, I don't know if this is working. I'll try this. Like, that to me is more fun. Yeah, it Obviously, is. Certain shows, you should kind of do the greatest hits, I think, and do the stuff you know is going to be better. Yeah. But the fun of it to me is like, we're jumping out of a, a plane here with no parachute. Yeah, yeah. It if, is. We're, if we're doing it on a green screen, who cares, you know? Yeah, yeah. If you, it is more fun when you got a new joke and you really want to try it out or you haven't figured out how to make it work yet and you got to keep trying to figure it out till it works. Uh, I'm also new in the game so every set I'm doing like I've only been doing comedy like two three years yeah yeah so everything I'm doing is like I always write notes after each set and I look at them because I think how cool in 10 years to look at this have like all the lessons of like yeah. seeing like oh you did this like oh this guy screwed me over I learned this lesson or this like those are cool moments yeah. and a lot of people I think don't do that but after every show I'm like okay what did I learn here what worked what didn't and like I think that's just oh, yeah, like, that, that'll make you better way faster. Yeah, I always because I always had to drive far to every gig. I always had it in my mind like, what am I trying to accomplish at, with this? Like, so you run the sets in your head too, and you're driving there and try to. Uh, you know. I was I was more like sometimes yeah, but uh, sometimes it's just try to clear my head. Now it's yeah. more about clearing my head. I, I don't want to think about my jokes. 
And I've started in the last two years saying I have to be present before I start telling jokes. So I have to comment about what I see in the room and what's going on that night as part of the show. And then I can tell my fucking jokes. And then, uh, and that works a lot better. And then um, also, like, I don't get sick of my jokes as long as I can keep working on them. So if I think of a new part or a new way to say something, then I, that's, I mean, that's the best feeling. Like literally last night I was doing the comedy bar show and I have this bit about, uh, you know, my Asian tailor and a Costco black card and all that. Like it's a whole long thing, but I thought of a tag where I go, yeah, she yeah. trained me in martial arts. I was like a ninja turtle or whatever. And just that got like the biggest pop. And I was like, oh, that's so yeah, good. Yeah, just yeah. the timing of like going from this to that. I just yeah. thought of it on stage. Best feeling in the world. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, I don't even know. How did I come up with that? Like that was just like perfect there, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's the most exciting thing. Yeah. Those are the best. The I barely remember. I just remember that one moment like, oh, you just get, yeah, you nailed it. You're like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I had a that's, jo- that's the whole, that's the game of it. Yeah. I had a joke I've probably been telling for five years. And then I've been, I told it at levity. And um, you actually get spots, are good for you? No, <laughs> one in six months. Nice. Um, I usually get one every month or two. All right, <laughs> I'm an out of towner, so they uh, but they got me, they gave me this spot, and I like I, I was head, I was headlining. Uh-huh. Oh, nice uh-huh. amateur night or a weekend? Amateur okay. night, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Uh, no, it was amateur night, but they, but I was their best night, truly. So I'm great there, kind of, yeah. Yeah. And then if I'm playing with the, so I was playing with some of my jokes, and I remember like a lot of times I do this one joke, I ask people in the audience, like, what is, what does your parent uh, call your penis or whatever? Yeah. And this, and a lot of times a common answer is, I don't remember, right? And then, uh, so this time I just played with it enough where I, I think penis or this the yeah, yeah, I played so with his sure. penis until he came and then it, and he enjoyed the show. No, he said he didn't remember. And, and I'm like, Oh, you blacked it out. You probably should black out anything. Your mother uh, any, calls your penis, you know, course, like yeah, that hilarious. sort of thing. And then, then, uh, it got kind of reaction, but it was just like, uh, off the cuff. And then I'm like, ah, that might work. You know, like that might just, I might just keep it, you know? Yeah. I had, I had a similar one at Levity too, man. I, I do this bit about black girls being obsessed with me and stuff. And it, it was, oh, they, I, like, I do quite well. But, yeah, the black, the black, yeah. black queens out there love the kid, right? Yeah. Out. There's none of them watching this, but uh, do you have a but uh, is it, do you have a high Joe Carter pincushion ass too? Is that that what they like about you? Whoa, <laughs> that's what I have. That's why they like me. That. I've never heard that phrase again. What was that? Oh, the high Joe Carter pincushion ass. <laughs> Do you know who Joe Carter is? The Jays, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. had a big high ass on him. I have a Joe decent, Carter, like a, a pin cushion ass. ass. I think like it's a black like, eye ass, Bill Cosby ass. Oh wow. <laughs> no, I think what it is is like it's almost like I feel like uh I would be like the rebellious guy to hook up with in their culture. And they're like, oh, like the big white with a mullet. Oh. Like, oh, and then I obviously I know basketball, I know sports and shit. So it's like I actually like Black people love me and I love the blacks. <laughs> I become Trump right now. But uh, no, but the black girls have always loved me. Always have had a liking for me. Black girls and blondes. Is and it? Asians, I think those are the big three for me. Oh, really? Never fooled around if a Latina chick. Always wanted to, never have. Uh, the Indians or brown people, you know, just they kind of stick to their own a little bit, I find. Oh, yeah. The Asians are fun, but like I was fooling around with this uh, foreign exchange student back in the day. Didn't speak a lick of English, right? It was great. And every summer she'd come and hang on. I'd be like, oh, your English is getting better. And she's like, suck talk. And I'd be like, yeah, that's, yeah. And that was the extent of her. I don't even know her name. It was some made up 
Vietnamese name. Really? Yeah. And it was great. Because right. here's the thing. Language is just arguing. Speaking the same language, we're just going to argue. If we don't speak the same language, we're like, we're having a great time. We have nothing to argue about, nothing to bitch about. Yeah, yeah. So we'd have the, I literally had some of the best nights of her just hanging out, and we, we, it was great. Yeah, yeah. And I, it was awesome. I, we never argued, never nothing. And I don't even know, I don't know where she's from. I don't know her. I don't know anything about this person. Tremendous spot in my heart. Well, growing up on a tobacco farm, we had offshore laborers. Like Jamaicans and shit, right? Yeah, if we yeah. had Jamaicans for a few years, and then we had Mexican guys. Who were, who were cooler? Well, cooler. Um, like, who is like more of a, like, you'd want to be around these guys drinking beer, like laughing? The black guys or the Mexican guys? <sighs> That's a tough one. Because I was like 14 when I was, and the Jamaican guys lived right in our house because we didn't have a bunkhouse oh, wow. yet. And uh, so, like, I spent a lot of time with those guys and, like, um, at a formal age, you know? Yeah. So, but then the Mexican guys were great guys, you know? Like, uh, they were, so they're essentially, I would say, indecipherable as dudes, like as hangs. Yeah. Uh, but the Mexicans were way better people. Like uh, Mexicans don't like when I was in Austin, I haven't spent a lot of time around the Mexicans, but they live in their own world. And they're unbothered by the BS of like culture. Like they're just having fun. They're eating. Like I went to some rec uh, Mexican restaurant. The lady's like, "Oh, it was some older lady." She's like, "Hola." I'm like, "Hey, how you doing?" Whatever. Hola. And uh, she's like, "Are you like to for here to go?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll eat here and hang out." And she was thrilled. She was like, "Oh my gosh, you're gonna like hang out with us." There's all these Mexican kids running around. She's bringing me extra plates. Like they're just happy as they're. Yeah. They have like love in their heart. They're like, there's a broken down Dodge Ram with 20 of them going to work, and they're the happiest people on the fucking planet because they don't let the bullshit yeah. affect like oh like they just there's living and they're happy. Right. We're eating, we're having a good time, and their their hearts filled with love. They're the best. That's why in LA, I was the only people I ever related to were the Mexican people in my neighborhood. Yeah. Because you lived were, in LA for a bit. Yeah, the March. Okay. And then a week in February, but sick. The only ones you're doing that, spots and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long. <laughs> that sounds story. like you're thrilled there too. Yeah, well, that's a long story. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, tell all of it right now. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. But like, because uh, LA is like, I don't, I didn't like the. I didn't like the people like the snobbery that of it. the snobbery of it and yeah. the, and the fact that every show is run by like white women with their arms crossed, you know, that's how it seemed to me. It they was, let them do comedy out there. No, <laughs> it's just like every, before they see, before they hear me say a word, they're already like, I don't like this guy. They already were. I don't like this guy. Cause they were like, they were just assuming I'm going to be some, uh, you I've know, been very fortunate to knock on wood, not really encounter that. Oh, like yeah. even when I was in LA, my first night, this is such a flex, but my, <laughs> seriously it is my first night I pulled up, I don't know if uh, the prologue of the program here, uh, I had the Mustang convertible. So I'm going around sunset. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Right? It was a little too cold to have the hood down, but I was like, I'm doing it. So yeah, I just yeah, yeah. top off, mullet flowing. It's like, this is so cool. And I pulled into the comedy store, which I've been wanting to go to forever. It's like the coolest, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I went to gold's gym in the day, got a workout and you're like, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, at night it's like the comedy store, right? So I pull up there and I'm like, I know in the back they have parking for comics, right? So I'm like, okay, Jake, like, are you going to try to pull this off? I'm like, for sure. So I pull up and there's a couple of like just door guys, like valet guys. They're like, hey, what's up? I'm like, hey, Jake Brennan, I'm a huge comic in Canada. They're like, okay, no problem. I hand them my keys. They parked it out back like with the pros. Oh, really? <laughs> so I get out. There's like, I, like Jeff Ross is there. Neil Brennan's there. It's like, this is nuts, right? Like I'm losing it inside. So I get in there. I'm walking around. Mark Marin's like ripping a dart. I'm like, hey, Mark, whatever. Give him a fist bump. He was cool. I expected him to like be mean or whatever. He was like a nice guy. And then uh, I'm walking around. Like they have three rooms at the store yeah, yeah. in the hallway. Neil Brennan's talking to John Legend and his wife. Like it's just like, it, like you're like, what's happening here, right? So 
in the main room they had uh, uh what was eddie murphy's boy uh arsenio hall yeah. first time he's performed the comedy store in like 30 years he comes out and people are just losing it right and he's telling stories and just crushing mark maron david tell was there with his flip phone you're like this is like not like this is what you'd imagine the comedy store would be right yeah, yeah. and you're you know you're spending 25 dollars on drinks or whatever and then i i didn't know there's a belly room was upstairs so i kind of see some stairs i'm like oh, i'll walk up there wander up there so i'm there smaller room and they're about to start a show this guy johnny mitchell shout out johnny mitchell he has a show he used to sell like he used to be a drug dealer right yeah really funny guy he was just on uh, andrew schultz's pod flagrant like talking about when he used to deal and went to jail and stuff so and he's like six seven so i see him and like we have the right away the tall guy like hey what's up like we're both tall white guys you know yeah. comedy, like hey what's up brother so we start talking he was running this show so i'm like hey can, any chance i can jump on right he's like oh we're, we're booked with somebody bails you know maybe which means you know you're never getting on yeah, yeah. so i sit there i'm hanging on talk to, i meet this other guy uh phase a bunch of comics ali mccoskey was there actually oh, yeah. she's joe rogan's opener a pretty funny lady and she comes up to me and like i'm just saying there. she's like she comes up and she goes you're stunning and i'm like oh. like i'm like inside i'm so nervous and going crazy i'm at the store like hanging out like i belong there it's like you know i have no right to be here but you're just you know okay roll with it right so i'm like he comes up he's like hey somebody build you want to go on and do 10 i'm like inside course, I'm like yeah. screaming i just go yeah all right i can do that yeah i'm terrified i'm like oh my god so then i go up i do 10 in the belly room good set did like well funny went well didn't like cross your kill just good it was a good set yeah and i got off i was like who can say their first night in los angeles within six hours of being in the city yeah comedy store thank you very much and then yeah. we're, we're out back and jeff ross is like eating pizza with the young comics giving us advice and stuff like it, was, it just doesn't even yeah, yeah. doesn't make sense there dude yeah, like it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. a crazy place and i was like you can feel like that's a very haunted very like charged place you know, just yeah, energy yeah. wise. Yeah, yeah. A lot of crazy stuff's going on there. Yeah, I like that place. It's a cool place. I, I, I didn't perform uh, Laugh Factory. I went to the improv and hung out one night, but uh, Laugh Factory, I didn't perform really. I performed a couple other small open mic places, but yeah. yeah, I didn't really get too deep in the scene. Yeah, I did a lot of like. I was only there like two, three days, by the way. I wasn't there like a long time. Yeah, you did probably almost the same as me. I did a bunch of rooms, but they were just like, you know, they were just okay. They were the same as doing Toronto. It's the same as like Austin. Like I, I was very excited to go there because everyone talks about Austin. Like it's the second coming of whatever. And it very well might be, but it's the most inflated scene of all time. Like you, you go to these spots and like, unless you're a pro who like you have some, you know, people on the inside there, or you do a kill Tony appearance and like crush that can change your life, obviously. But yeah, I'm doing like Creek in the cave at one in the morning with like a list of 60 comics and we're doing two minutes. You're like yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I don't want like i'm i'm not it's trying to change anything. your life well you know? i'm just like dude like i get better spots like in toronto and can't like i do better rooms like why would i you know yeah yeah like if, if you have some heat behind you and some followers and some stuff popping off then sure go, go down there and like i'm sure it's yeah, great yeah. like they're pro shows or whatever but if you're just some guy like i'm gonna move there and make it dude it's like that's a waste of your time yeah yeah and I, even in the open like even signing up for kill tony or i'm in line you know talking to people saying i'm like how long you do a stand-up for they're like a week and you're like what well, what are you doing? Why are you even signing? Like, leave, know, man. Like, you're ruining, you're just ru get out of here. Leave. Yeah. Come back in two years. Like, you're just wasting everyone's time. Yeah, yeah, I know. Who am I to say that or judge people? But it is true, though, because like, like, you're going to be you're going to be uh, humiliated yeah. that you do, did kill Tony when you were only a year in or two months in or whatever these people do. It's so stupid. I always think that you're better to start in some shitty place where you can get good. Yeah, you get mic time, yep. and then you get, get good, and then when you get good, then when you go out, and then if you have to do three minutes, boil your shit down yep. to just the good parts, so you can just punchline, punchline, like punch boom, boom, boom. Yeah, 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 just really kill them, and then 
then you get to do your shit again when they let you do time, you know? Yeah. And then um, that's what I hope, but I don't know. I, I still think you got to find your own people and you got to book your own gigs. And- well, and so, yeah, so much of it is ho- like, pr- I don't want to produce shows and do that. I never, that was never an interest of mine, but literally I have a show we're starting in Toronto <laughs> uh, yeah. September 14th called The Bro Show. Oh, cool. At SoCap. So yeah, tickets will be on sale. We're going to start trying to do that room because and again, this idea, I, I didn't, I had no interest in producing or hosting a show or whatever, but it's like, you kind of have to. And the, every show in Toronto, there's like, you know, there's gay night, there's a uh, black trans night, there's, you know, women of color wearing turbans night. Like there's every night, which yeah, is great. Yeah, God yeah. bless them and have, have fun. I'm not getting on those shows. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well then me and my friend, Ben, uh, we're like, well, what are we like? We're, we're doing bro comedy. We're doing bro. So the bro show. Kind of like a rip off of the man show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. The bro show. It's like, yeah, let's do it. And we book like a really funny lineup of people. Yeah. That's another thing in Toronto that nobody talks about is these lineups are like purposely bad. They yeah. book like two funny people, two of their friends who suck, and then two people who aren't even doing comedy. So the lineups are, ne- they try to make them like purposely not good because it's the whole like, oh, what if the feature outshines the headline? And what if this? Oh, yeah. And it's like, we're not doing that. We booked legitimately like the six funniest people I know. Let me correct that. We booked five of the funniest people I know and one guy who <laughs> we all owed him a favor. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll let you guys guess who it was, but everyone's great. But so we, we want to just put on like a show where it's just bros being bros. We have a burlesque dancer opening the show. Cool. Uh, we have a halftime act that may or may not be a little person. Ooh. So it's going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. That's true. And it's like if we can get start getting heat and make promo videos and make that hot. I think yeah. that opens some doors and we can get it going. Cause otherwise you're just at the mercy of everyone else. Like, do you put me on, put me on, put me on. And you're doing two minute spots yeah. and it's like the whole thing's a, a gong show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that what happens is like, everybody's like so busy stroking each other that they end up like, just like. Cre- and that's the advantage. I think what we talked about before we went on here of not living there. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I kind of, I come in like a thief in the night. I hang out, I do my show. Hey, boom, boom, boom. Have a drink. I'm gone. Yeah. If you're there all the time, it's like, Oh, this guy bang, this guy's girlfriend, this guy is yeah. seeing a book. And it's like, I don't give a shit about that. Draw. Like, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. So th- I can kind of get along with everyone. Cause I'm not really involved in it where I think if you live there and you're in the shit, it's like unavoidable. Yeah. I hate it so much. Cause it doesn't matter, man. It's like, and no one's, it's not like there's one path no. to whatever you think you're going to everyone well, the gets front the front door is locked and you have to try to get in the back door the window the roof like you just got to find a way yeah and yeah that's, that's it's different doing. for everyone yes. and the girl and like people bitch like oh this this person gets an advantage because they're a woman or because they're a, a, a person of color or something yeah. but they're, they're gonna get spots that they aren't ready for I, I had a huge conversation with somebody about this and it's easy to get you know jealous or angry because i'm better than them it's like yeah you probably are but here's the thing those people that are getting those like right away shows that they shouldn't be getting and they're yeah. getting them for political reasons looks friendships affiliation whatever you're, you're in a rush to the middle so they get these big shows that are really good and they're going to kind of peek out because they're not going to do well because they're not ready they're not really funny and then in a year or two they're not really anywhere further because to get to that next level you actually have to be good and they haven't really got good. And the people who have seen them are like, oh, they're not funny. So it's like, that's just an yeah. L all the way around. Yeah. If you, like just from random guy who's actually funny and good, it might take a year or two longer. Yeah. But when you get that big shot, you're going to fucking hit a home run and get more doors open. That's so how it's it like works, They're getting ahead yeah. of you to the middle. Yeah. They're not getting ahead of you long term. I've had a, And that's why I tell myself not to blow my head off in this business. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I'm it's probably not even true what I'm saying. No, it is true. And that's why I tell the girls too who are like, "Oh no, I'm just as funny as everyone else is." It's like, "No, you're kind of not, but it's not like you're getting an advantage here. You're actually kind of been put at a disadvantage." 
Like, well, it's also tough. Like people, like, like how can you tell somebody to say no to an opportunity? Yeah, exactly. Like, I would you say, have to yes. say yes. To, yeah, yeah. Like you have to. Yeah. So like, I don't blame them at all. It's just the nature of the beast. Like their path is different than ours. And like, yeah. if I get jealous, cause, cause You're they're getting jealous of a girl. What are you gay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm not going to probably, yeah, yeah. that's a clip of the week. That's a clip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to end on that. We're just going to end it. You know, sorry. How do they follow you, Jake? Oh, uh, at, uh, at Jake S Brennan on Instagram. Jake S Brennan. Yeah. There's a Jake Brennan. He played uh, Richie rich kid actor. Oh, yeah. Stole the name hate him um no i'm kidding but yeah jake s brennan on instagram jake brennan on youtube all my sketches are on there that's sketchy season one and in its entirety is there uh i have a short film coming out called the shark oh. that's why i was in austin for the film festival one best actor not bragging did you really i did yeah that is a brag but it's a it's a brag it's you cool. should do because it's a brag also because i wrote it produced directed edited did all that and i made myself the villain in the movie because I was like, we can't have a white guy be the hero here. Yeah. So I was the villain. I was kind of the punching bag. And because I was the bad guy, I could get away with more kind of offensive or pushing it stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then they love that because it's like a bad guy you can root for. So that's kind of was my idea. And then I was able to ex execute Stone it. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Every, all, all the all the people you love are heels. They're bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Nobody loves Captain America. No. It's like who cares? No, exactly. Uh, when I was even when I was a kid, like I loved Piper and and Iron Sheik and stuff like the that. Best. Yeah, I like the bad like, guys. all the bad guys. Yeah, the bad guys were the best. That's the best job in the world to be able to go into an arena, and make everyone hate you. <sighs> so much better oh, so much more fun. Yeah. Oh, that's so much fun. Yeah. I um I don't I don't even. I, I had one girl get mad at me. Um. And she ended up standing on her chair because I told this vagina joke and she was like... Uh, she didn't have one anymore? No. <laughs> uh, she had a big floppy vagina and I oh, made wow. a, a joke about them being big if and the, floppy. If the shoe fits, if the meat curtains flow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it made me laugh so hard when she was angry at me. Like, I just laughed. was laughing yeah. in her face, like 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 uh, belly laughing in her face. Like, I think we've lost that though because people are afraid like, oh, she's going to call and I'm going to lose my job. Like you're like it's okay if people are mad at you i think people aren't comfortable enough just sitting in that like just let yeah, it happen. i like it yeah like i just like getting a, like a reaction anyway like at least they're not like just waiting for you to get off the stage right and they're at least at invested. least be memorable yeah you yeah. don't have to be funny be memorable yeah yeah and most of the people aren't yeah yeah exactly right yeah that's the thing uh um when i saw you at swazis and you did a three-point stance on the stage uh, I was like, uh, like that is like a, like a, it is a sight to behold. Yeah. You take up a lot of real estate up there, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I'm a D one level football player, dude. Or were you an O lineman? No, I used to, hold there. Yeah. I used to be, <laughs> I used to be lean, dude. I used to be like, we can put a clip in here. I used to be lean and jacked and I played defensive end in football and I was really good. I was fast. A little bit of tight end too. I'd kind of play both sides of the ball. And, uh, but then I got like at the end when high school, I really focused on basketball and I was just like, like a Charles Barkley type player, I was just getting rebounds, dunking on people, like beefing. Like I was like a goon. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was great. I love, I love basketball. I was like my number one thing I wanted to do in life. We had a guy who went yeah. played in our uh, in my high school basketball team uh, that I wasn't on, uh, nice. but he was exactly Flex. like that sort of role. Yeah, you and need that guy. On the team. Didn't even look like a, a basketball player. Really looked like a football player. But he I was, was skinny, but I always had like big arms and shoulders. Oh yeah, from the perfect push up system. All right, and a lot of band work when I was a young boy. Band work. Did, I did like a thousand reps every night before bed when I was young. Oh yeah, right. Seriously, right. and I think that actually like spiked my growth of like my arms and shoulders. I before I bed I do that. I do the hand squeezing things, like all the corny shit. Yeah. I did when I was like super young, and I think that just like 
somehow like when you hit puberty and you're doing that just like super shoot i don't know total bro science but it worked it worked definitely worked but yeah no you saw me because yeah we've kind of sort of like seen each other like we have like mutual friends and stuff but again i never wanted to bother you because another thing that's lost on today's society everyone thinks they're on the same level it's like dude you've been doing it longer like you have a show like, i'm not gonna bug this guy just if he wants to talk to me we can talk but i'm not gonna go up to you and be like dude add me on your podcast bro we should be buddies it's like no, leave him alone. If if we organically become friends, we're yeah, friends. That's how it happens. Yeah. So then I, a couple of shows ever, and then I, uh, we did the Swayze's whatever show, uh, and that was kind of a nightmare, but we made it fun. Yeah, it was fun. And it, whatever. Yeah, it was a fun night. Yeah, it ended up being fun. But the first couple of comics were kind of not mm. seasoned, not really ready ready for it, and mm-hmm. they were kind of just trying to do like a monologue and stuff. People weren't paying attention. It was kind of a yeah. But we we got them. Like like you did great. Joe was there. Like everyone. The back half of the show was really... Like, yeah, I good. think if they would have put one of us up early and then buried them in there, it would have probably worked better. Yeah. But, but the guy said, uh, the the host said he was going to do more time because uh, he had to do more time. And he said if uh, Joe wasn't going to do it, then, uh, then he would have to do it. And then he'd bring me up and then Joe would close. And I'm like, I don't want to hear 10 more minutes. Yeah. So I said, uh, I would do the more time. And then they put me on last. But... I, w- I was just like, just for the sake of the audience, I'm like, don't make them go through that. Like no. another 10 minutes of of it. So, but it was still like, uh, I used to book uh, shows there. I still still plan to, but I always book weekend ones and then it's ticketed. Well, yeah, because I felt like those people, I don't think they knew there's a comedy show there. So it's like, they're trying to get their wings, talk to their, you know, remember that one guy yeah, like yeah. 12 kids? It's like, they're trying to hang out and then you're just like, so I'm out there getting my dick sucked, all right? Like, it's yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, I know. can I eat my chicken? When, like, yeah, yeah. We, we were, it was comedy, ambush. So yeah, I know. That, yeah. That's why I always thought that room would only work if they put someone out back, like a tent out back. Yeah. And you could only go out there for the comedy and that, and then everybody else can just stay in the bar, you know? Like, yeah. Because I think it has to be a separate area. Yeah, ambush is a good word when they're just trying yeah. to get a dinner. You're like, you're going to than me tell dick jokes for 10 oh, minutes, buddy it's brutal man i've been to some real bad ambush comedy shows like i try to like i'm not good at being an audience member at shows because to me like they're just annoying me like i'm just like yeah. dude i'm just trying to focus on my thing they're trying to have like a funny conversation with my buddy so i go in there like jovial or i'm just like i'm running in my head i'm focusing so i don't like i don't listen to these people because i know they're this is rude, but I know they're not funny, not talented, not smart. So like, <laughs> zone out. I don't want to listen to them because it's just like, if you're around somebody who's negative all the time, you'll become negative. Yeah, yeah. If you're around unfunny, dumb people and you let their, that soak into you, you will become that a hundred percent. So like, I'm just blocking you out everybody. Cause it's like, I'm going to do my thing no matter what. And then it goes up there. It goes how it goes, but it's like, I'm going to do me. If I yeah, listen yeah. to this guy talk about like his Mexican wife or this guy talking about politics, or it's like, just gonna leave. Like, what are you yeah, doing, yeah. Here, man? Well, that's what I was like, saying. But about, that's probably not the best audience member, but it's like that's not my job either. That's why I said I didn't want to. Uh, I wasn't big on meeting you for the first couple times I had a chance yeah. to because I'm like, I don't know, man. Like they come and go. I don't want to invest any time in some with somebody, especially if he yeah. ends up. I've never seen his act. If I end up hating his act, I don't want to be. I don't want to be friends with a guy I hate his act because then you then you it's impossible you can't you can't be friends with someone you think's not funny yeah because it's that, very hard well it's hard yeah I have a couple friends especially women no <laughs> and then uh but uh yeah no, 100% if oh Dan I've talked to you about this before we go yeah. Dan Brennan is also yeah. been on this show known to this show nice. known to the audience of our show yeah any relation no it's it's so annoying I know you don't know this but it's so annoying because it's like Look at him, all right? Look yeah, at him. Yeah, yeah. Roll a clip. 
And yeah. then <laughs> I will put up a picture. And then look at me. Yeah. You think we're related? Yeah. What? yeah. You're technically you're actually the same age. So you know yeah, that? we're the exact same age. Yeah. I'm aging slightly better. But no, he's a he's he is a good guy or whatever, but I don't it's he's so one, year, one year younger than me. I have no idea how old you're. Well, Dan is one year younger than me. Well, it doesn't matter. Everybody I'm just saying like I don't look right? and I don't that. I don't look the same age as Dan and no, you have young like like smoking weed down by the river energy. That's the energy you have. Yeah. I, got well, I, I know somebody who might be related to you in Niagara Falls, Warren Van Dyke. Yeah. No? no. Shout out Warren. He we used to work at a Peppermint's the Mail strip club together. Great guy. Oh really? Yeah. That was the best summer job of my life. By were, far. Were you security at Mint? No, man. Again, how dare you? I used you to be were dancing? I used to be hot. <laughs> I did a little bit of everything. I, did, I was mostly where I made my money though was organizing the after parties. That's where I made a lot of money. Oh yeah. I'd be a shooter boy. I'd do like a shot giveaway where we pick a random uh bride. Obviously I get her best friend to pay us like two hundred bucks or whatever, keep her under the table, keep it myself. Yeah. And allegedly. And we'd get her up and I'd do a little dance, I'd like a couple moves or whatever. I just saw shots and then I did a body shot, which is where like, you give them a little, you do a couple moves, put the shot in your belt buckle and they suck it out. Oh yeah. yeah. And, but I made most of the money setting up the after parties. So uh, Niagara Falls is not really a big town. So like it's mostly the same Airbnbs that had all the after parties up for all the bachelorettes. We went to the same house like five weekends in a row one time because every bachelorette party just kept renting it. And I'd be like, okay, how many of the guys you want? Okay. You want that guy, this guy? Okay. You know, we'll get four of us. That's 600 bucks, right? Like, okay. They'd pay us. And like, then I'd tell the boys, Hey, we got 200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's right so let's pay them off yeah. and we'd go there and we'd spend the night with them we'd drink party do whatever whatever happened we'd just hang out and party and that was like my job and i was making an absurd amount of cash i was only working one or two nights a week in the summer and the rest of the time i just work out drink party it was like the best summer job ever that's crazy i didn't know such yeah. a thing existed i don't think it, I, I don't think it really existed before after that me. guy with the uh that booked the swazi show he said that he got paid to do he would like uh, be like a butler that had to wear like a bow tie with no shirt and stuff at uh, a male strip club. No, it would be like for parties or something like that's called dancing bear. Yeah. Porno. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dancing bear. I watch that yeah. stuff. It's where regular girls like blow strippers. It's, it's not, it's not though. They're not regular girls. No. Yeah. They're plants. They're in regular, yeah. wear, wearing regular clothes. I know my list of porn stars. Okay. I know I could name her. I could name every single one there. I know. I hate when somebody, they uh, when like they try to p pass them off as an amateur and they're no amateur. This well, is you have the greatest body ever. How is that? You're an amateur. You have yeah. the best body ever. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you're amateur, man. Yeah, when you're, you're amateur, you need to have like the telltale signs certain of innocence. Yes, certain amount of cottage cheese, certain amount of disproportion, certain a lack amount of ball work. A lack of ball work usually is a big tell. Oh, rhythm. The, the pros are they're on the ball work. Yeah, and the amateurs like, oh, do you like me grabbing your ball? Just like you know, I do. And even when they're doing something dirty, when they're amateurs, they're, they're almost embarrassed by it, and they're doing it wrong. They're yeah. not doing it with the same gusto. Like it's like they're it's just a technique issue. Yeah, it's, it's a it's what do they say, Bruce Lee? I'd rather be a master at you know one kick a thousand times and a thousand kicks one time. And let me tell you, yeah. the pros they can do that kick. All right, yeah, I know they are good at fucking. But the I've been trying to lay off the porn though. I've been trying to. Yeah, me too. I don't. I don't. There's like a movement nowadays where people are like, no fathers, and that's like relax, but. There's times in my life, like I would say right now, I'm a little chubby, but my test gets pretty high, I think. And on those nights, like I can be, I can be fapping two, three times a night. And then I'm like, this is not good. This is unhealthy. And then if I save that energy, I feel like I can just, I'm like better in life. You know what I mean? Where if you're just sitting fapping and eating all day, you're just like, you become like a sloth. That is true. Like you have to use that energy properly, you know? Yeah, I agree. 
I also think that sometimes my balls just ache because they're full of jizz and it has to come out. You know, you let it, you let it grow that, that much feels like it sometimes even after just a day or after a day, they're that full. Like sometimes maybe it's two days. Let's uh, let's see. It just feels like, like you're walking around, you got a bit more weight in there. You know what I mean? Like there's a bit of PSI. I felt the opposite where Uh, my nuts have hurt because they've been so empty. So empty and they're just like coughing. (laughs) One time. No, I think we're going to try to tell the story earlier with the doctor. One time I had a a ball thing. My left nut was hurting. I was like, oh man, I was so nervous. Like, you know, and I went, I didn't want to go to my family doctor because like I said, you know, she's saw my wiener when it first day one, she was seeing that day one dick. I don't want to go there now at whatever, 25 or 24 and her be like, oh, it's the same dick. Right, or like right. you know, this guy had the biggest baby dick, and now he has yeah. you know nothing, right? Oh, he's got a little hair on it. Yeah. Okay. So I went, th- I went to some random brown guy because I'm like, he'll be professional, right? Cold, very cold hands. Mm. But he, uh, he did. He he fondled me, fondled my nutsack, kind of felt around, and I had a thing called epidermitis. All right, this is a real thing. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, I had it. And I don't know if it was like an infection or something. I banged a dirty chick. I don't know what it was. Um, no, it's just an inflammation of yeah. the uh, vas deferens. But yeah, but my ball. Yeah, my ball hurt. So I got medicine yeah. for it. And I was fine, but I was I was worried. That was that was a scare. Did it swell? A little bit, but it was more just so like the achy pain would come, and I was like, oh, like just you get nervous right away. You think the worst, right? So you yeah, you're, like, yeah. nervous about it. But yeah, the Indian guy. It was just like a medicine that got rid of it. Yeah, just some antibiotics. Yeah. Maybe that's what I need. Maybe that's just all I need. I also had a bladder infection for like a year and I didn't know it. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, I thought it was chlamydia. I thought it was something. I got a bunch of tests and then I was like literally just Googling stuff, my, doing my own research. I told the doctor, I'm like, yeah, it's a bladder infection. Like I some random doctor. And they're like, yeah, cool. Gave me the medicine. I was fine. Took like yeah. three doctors they didn't know. I'm like, hey, man, Google it. Yeah, exactly. Right. What? Yeah. I had Lyme disease. I thought I, was, I thought that was a bad thing. Is that like from bugs in Africa or what is that? Uh, ticks. Is this the thing Bill Gates will try to inject people for? I don't know. He's a big, uh, big needle guy. No, I think that's Ebola. That's, no, yeah. or some t- other disease that he made in a lab, allegedly. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying it was a. You gotta, well, how uh, was Lyme tick. How, how, Brutal. It's a brutal thing. Like you're sick, or how did it make you feel? Yeah, you feel like you got the flu, and then all your bones and muscles ache, and it's it's just a nightmare. I had it for 10 days, and then they gave me uh, the antibiotics. And after three days of that, you're totally fine. Wow. And, and then I thought you always had it, but I think you always have it like you always have. Herpes or AIDS. It's like you don't really have it, even if you have it. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, no, I think you, you got it, but like, you can't get it. Like chicken pox. Uh, like yeah. you can't get it again. Yeah. So, but I can get other things from other ticks, he told me. The ticks are after you. Yeah, I hey, think I'm tick free so far, to be honest. And the 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 infection specialist in Brantford, he loves comedy. All he wanted to do, he spent like a half hour talking to me about comedy. See, I I, I try to not tell people any any stuff because I don't like it because the conversation's always the same. Yeah, yeah. You tell people you're an actor, a comic, whatever, a writer. It's just like I don't want to do this. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I make up fake jobs and tell them. Oh, nothing. I I'm just started Uber. telling them that. I, I like it. I don't want to do the conversation because I'm going to be, hey, they're going to pitch me a joke or go, hey, did you ever meet this famous guy? Or like, hey, like it's just, it, it, just all the, I don't want to talk about it with you people. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can definitely. Uh, I like that you have a good attitude. Want to share with them. I just yeah. go. I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to do it. No, I used to lie. To, I used to say not know how to answer that question because I didn't. Once I quit my job, then I was like, I don't know what I am. 
I like have these like uh, ideas on how I can like get to the next thing, thing and, you yeah. know, and then, um, but I'm like, I don't know. And then, uh, start calling myself a comedian. Then I could just call myself something. And then, uh, I still don't feel comfortable saying that. Uh, yeah. It took me, uh, yeah. I, I'd say six or seven years <laughs> before I, yeah. before I said it, but uh, you are, if you are, you know, you're doing it, you yeah. are it, you know, like I just, uh, even like the acting stuff or anything, like, I don't, it's weird, man. It's, it feels, I guess, like, I have definitely a belief in myself and stuff, but just, like, saying saying it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a director. I'm an actor. It's like, shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a tough thing to say, yeah. Like, yeah, you are. This is, this, you know what's yeah. even worse than that? People that go, I'm an aspiring or whatever. It's like, well, then stop doing yeah, it. Stop doing it. You're not doing it, it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so, cool. I, I would say I am those things, but to say it to people feels like, well, I'm not a millionaire yet, so I don't want to say it. Yeah, yeah. Or I don't. Because if I have to say it, then you don't know me, so I'm not really it. Where if I was an actor comedian who was like successful you would know me yeah but if you're i don't know it all depends on your measure of success too like uh, i wouldn't i don't want i don't care if i'm famous as long as it's like there's like i said that twenty thousand people maybe know me but i think that's the thing there's, the whole there's world. two different aspects of how people look at this there's people who are doing it purely to be famous there's people who want to be good at it and the result of being good at it will get you fame yeah but like money or enough to like live but yeah. not i don't need to i don't i don't want to be like hounded by anyone at the grocery I store i want to be big you want to be like bothered arena, by people arena level guy uh, that's the goal when we drive my ford bronco around just rocking it yeah at least for a bit i think it's cool to do that for a bit then leave i'd like to do that for a bit then leave start a family in like montana have a couple of amazon children then come back win an oscar and then leave again that's the career path i think it's cool yeah, yeah. people stay too long it's like you, you see kevin hart of the rock it's like oh you guys should have left three years ago you're not cool now you're a joke yeah yeah if you're on top for that long you become a meme where if you have a good run even eddie murphy did it he left for a bit had a million kids yeah, and he yeah. came back to him We're like oh eddie murphy we love him and like seeing movies now yeah, yeah you have to leave and come back otherwise you're just like you become a joke yeah yeah like even the, like the great al pacino great actor then for a while there he kind of became a joke yeah, yeah and then you know he's still doing great work and stuff but when you become like a caricature character yeah, yeah. yourself yeah yeah i brendan shob that right there i kind of messed up the word yeah as long as you just do this if you if, yeah yeah you don't want people to get like worn out of you and i think everybody nowadays does that that's why it's yeah. cool like rap artists like kendrick lamar j cole they do an album they leave for two three years yeah because yeah. it's like i have to live and develop new material for this or somebody like drake or something they put an album every six months and it's like it's just diminishing the returns every time because you're doing the same topic same stuff and i think comics are the same way yeah you have to spend some like time live. living life yeah, yeah yeah so you have something to write about 100 percent i i that is uh we gotta kind of wrap it up but i have not mentioned our sponsors clean flow so i just wanted to quickly mention clean flow this show does not happen without clean flow so if you could please go check them out that's k-l-e-e-n-f-l-o cleanflow.com lube up your life with clean flow uh bust a nut with honey goo by clean flow that's clean flow clean flow clean flow i said it enough that's clean flow Thank you. They pay us money. That's good. And also go support our Patreon. You can join the Dutch Hall Royal family. That's patreon.com slash Dutch Hall. And if you'd like to. The 100th subscriber gets a gift. I'm going to say that right now. I'm going to predict. I'm going to speak into existence. Okay, Patreon good. member number 100 gets a big gift. A big gift. Big old gift. And if you want to give us some feedback. Do it at the Dutch Hall. Gmail.com or go to. Uh, uh, what do you call it when you go in it slip into my dms yeah 
at dutch hall that's it and subscribe to my youtube channel for christ's sakes we need to get enough so we can get paid on that thing so if you're watching it and not subscribe please do that for me that's it and follow jake brandon go see his show at the socal uh, theater so cap so cap theater and uh that's it until next week we will see you nt see you next thursday I think you, are you sure though? Because it was on at first. I think you took.